0: After the dawn of time, the first dawn, the world became corrupted by evil and demonic forces. Onos, the god of the morning sun, sought to destroy this evil. He and his followers waged war against the demonic forces but ultimately were overwhelmed by the forces of darkness. He was gravely wounded in the left chest near his heart, hence the red pauldron all the members of the order now wear as a symbol. In a last-ditch effort, Onos threw a star at the earth which destroyed much of the evil creatures. And the world returned somewhat to a balance, but evil still persists. Onos promises a return. After he's healed and gathered his forces, he'll return to destroy all evil and the world will be completely good. Your group, the Order of the Silver Sun, believe it is their duty to help Onos in this war. They expand his religion and safeguard Onos's legacy. This includes guarding the Darn Shards. Magic stones, which you believe are pieces of the star that shattered when it hit the Earth.
1: Alright, cool. So how we're proceeding in this mission, we have Kalen your mission leader. Kalen, what is your character's name?
2: Mogri. Mogri Ironbrow.
1: Okay. Um, I'm going to let you take over for a second what I'd like you to do. Would you mind reading that letter that you sent out to everyone? Yes, if I can find it. So he he sent out a call to all, not just you guys, but he sent out a call to all uh, uh, members of the Silver Sun, the order that you're all a part of.
2: Was that in... Did we send that?
1: I believe I put that in... Was it? Mission Briefing. I put it in Mission Briefing. Didn't I? Okay, I got it. I got it. Yeah.
2: To the valiant servants of the Order of the Silver Sun, may the first rays of Dawn's light grant you courage and the blessings of Onos, the god of the dawn, lend you strength. With a heavy heart and a sense of great urgency, I extend to you a summons of the utmost importance The hour has come for us to answer the call of our oaths to the almighty Odos. Onos. We embark upon an ardent quest, one fraught with danger, and one that carries a great burden. Fellow sons, I beseech you, gird yourselves with both the sword of bravery and the shield of faith. Do not delay, my brothers, for time is of the essence, and the threat that looms is assuredly real. Make ready. Arrive. In one week's time. At the temple of First Light, as the sun ascends the horizon and casts its first silvery rays upon the dawn forge, stand prepared for the task that awaits us. Together, we shall face the darkness and safeguard the radiant legacy of the Second Dawn by the resplendent light of Onos Mogrianbrow. brow. Okay, God, I felt like I was reading, uh, like reading a passage, in, in front of the whole class. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Amen.
1: So I suppose to uh, be able to participate in this mission, you guys have to answer the call. So I guess that should be the first question. Peace. Who answers the call? I. Locke. Son of Onus. And I.
3: And I.
4: Dagrian Noor. Mogri Ironbrow. Always ready.
1: I'll be there in a little bit.
3: Yeah, whatever. (laughs) I answer the call.
1: All right. Are you like 16 or something? Like <laughs> you are, aren't you? You're like a teenager, right? Instinct. Or like emo kid? Yeah. All right. Can I bring my switch? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, so the letter here, you guys are called to the Temple of First Light in Dawnforge, the city of Dawnforge. Um, is there anything specific you guys want about that that meeting? What I imagine is you guys show up. You're you're tasked with showing up. Um, Right before dawn, you know, at dawn, that's their, that's their thing. In this order, is dawn. So, um, if anybody has anything specific they about this entrance they want to do, then we can talk about that. But I allow you guys that opportunity if you want to make more of an entrance or if you just want to be there waiting for Mogri.
5: Uh, I, I I'm happy with uh, just being there. Okay, everybody's just there
1: waiting.
2: Like we're at, like fixing to walk into the briefing room, sort of.
1: Yeah, in the upper spire. Um, and then another question I don't know if y'all answered was if any of you knew each other or had worked before. Me and Kalen had talked about just bringing that upon you guys. Did you think about that at all, Kaylin?
2: Uh, I, I'd mentioned that. Um, I was just kind of, kind of, just see how the it felt in the moment. Kind of
1: right.
6: Are we okay. like a task force, part of a larger, like you know, we're all part of the <laughs> silver, the order of the silver sun. Mm-hmm. Um is it like uh underground like masons or are we like a
2: reserve army? I'm just kind of get a grasp of that feel. So kind of think uh Jedi Knight/Knights Templar-ish.
6: Okay. So maybe some paths possible crossing. You don't just we, like pay your dues and you're good to go, you know, right?
2: Right. But so like <clears throat> there there's pro there's several different Uh, I would imagine, uh, I'm sorry if I'm speaking out of turn, Joby.
1: No, you're Um, the mission leader. You go right ahead. I've talked to you a lot about it.
2: I would imagine there would be several different temples slash, um, uh, oh crap, enclaves throughout this continent and in the world. Um, We all would be followers of the Silver Sun, but may not necessarily, may be, have known each other. But then again, the possibility is out there that we would have crossed paths because we're all part of the same organization. I mean...
1: Right. If you're all from all over the world, you may or may not know each other. The other thing is you may all practice in different ways, right? You may serve Mm -hmm. this um, quest of the order in a different way. Um, Some of you may be very zealous and take it very seriously. Others may be doing it um, for different reasons, right? So I want you... To have the ability to come up with that, and the way that the order goes is based on you guys, and and it's all really Kalen's direction. I've told him kind of what I thought, and um, the tone that he sets is going to be the tone that we go. So um, okay. I'm giving a lot more of that on there. So if you think about like how the Jedi sort of operated, it was paramilitary, right? Um, ori- originally, they were guardians, and then but in times of war, they sort of got forced into a you know a, mili- mm-hmm. a like par- paramilitary, and then it became militaristic and then um so at different time the order may be involved in different things so i would say at this point in time um you're probably not a, a big military organization um now we do we do have something brewing that we'll discuss here in a minute but
6: is anyone like a new member or been has everybody kind of been part of the faith for a minute i'll let you guys answer that i have the been child. A part
3: of the faith for just a little bit yeah
6: I'll be happy with being the new guy. Okay,
2: I'm I think mogri has the been there a while, but of course.
6: <coughs> uh, Locke, how about I say I've known I've known you before. We've we've crossed paths some um, since you've been in it for a while. Maybe even Mogri. I know you some. I was gonna um, lean that direction. Okay, I kind of have a scene, an idea of 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 an
1: introduction for Dagrian.
6: Um, I'd be even cool if y'all are we all going to a meeting area?
1: Well, what like I this, w- where we're all uh, headed. Um, what I wanted to do is allow you guys to have a scene if you wanted. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. I imagine that they're, they're waiting on you.
2: Yeah. So what I was thinking of doing was walking in and, um, kind of being like, Hey, uh, you may not all know each other. This is Locke. Why don't you introduce yourself? Kind of doing something like that.
6: Okay. Oh, that's cool.
2: So, uh,
1: I will, I was going to say
6: that I was. I wanted to be kind of like maybe I was doing some prayers, wrapping up some prayers, or yeah. I don't know. I've got uh, a.
1: I've got a little reading here to set the scene of where we are, and that kind of thing. I just wanted to know what everybody was kind of wanting to do for their character's sake. You know, um, I kind of take it from you guys. You know, walking into the church and you know what that would what that would kind of be like. It's just kind of set that specific scene. And so that it kind of assumes that you're either already there or this applies for everybody as they're walking up the stairs. After I get done with this, you can kind of have a minute to, to talk amongst yourselves or whatever. And then Kaylin, you'll kind of enter at some point. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we'll set it up there. Okay. So you are in, uh, Donforge. Donforge is a dwarven metropolis. So as you arrive or maybe you stayed overnight, whatever you're waking up and it's pitch black outside, uh, Donforge is on the coast, and whereas we've talked about other cities in this world, Eris is you know towering buildings. Um, uh, Vanadal, you had a uh, multicultural area with towering buildings ornate buildings. Financial, you had poor districts. Donforge is kind of starkly different. Whereas the you know multi several hundred foot towers are now replaced by um, you know buildings that are cut from stone that. Um, cut into the mountainside right uh, those mountains that run alongside that coastline they've built their fortress or they built this city um, into the mountainside right so they've carved the mountain into their buildings uh, I think maybe like petra or something like that where they've they've taken the mountain that was given to them by the earth and they've they've carved it into their own they've they've kind of unified themselves with the terrain and yeah the city goes back into the mountain but they also build out in a route. So the outskirts of what the mountains would be, um, they take cut stone and they build buildings also, but they replace towering buildings with just um, taller buildings, a hundred foot tall, something like that. um, And just massive stones, not very ornate. So you guys would also be familiar with um, like Elvish architecture, whereas they live hundreds of years and they'll spend as much time as they want to carve wood and make the joints, the carpentry joints, um, you know, exquisite, precise, but then they go beyond that, and they intricately carve each beam uh, because they take pride in their um, craftsmanship and their work as well as their art. Right? Um, the dwarves here at Donforge they take pride in their work, but um, they're they don't do ornate. So instead of taking a stone and carving it into something um, artistic or beautiful, or making flutes or um, you know carving geometric patterns in it, they're not into that. They're going to take that stone. They're gonna cut that stone perfectly square, smooth, and then stack them on top of each other. Um, it's like they have something else to move on to, um, and that's that is other things. Whatever's in the mountain, whatever treasure they can find, uh, bringing up that ore and making things in the dawn forge. So That's kind of the the town that we're in. And then as you approach the church, the temple of first light, um, you don't need to knock on the door. The doors to these churches are always unlocked, available for you to open up. So as you Pull the heavy door open. Um, you can hear the uh, the, or- the members of the order uh, that are praying for the dawn, and you can hear the, the the choir starting to sing their their prayers in the morning. You know, it's like, uh, as you kind of like walk up the stairs. Heading up the circular stairs up to the top spiral. It's just ringing and echoing out through the hallways. And as you're waiting in the top spire, um, you can look out over the darkness, and um, the, 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 the spire peers out over the Dawn Forge itself. And it's a structure that's built on the edge of the cliff that overlooks the Solarian Sea and you can still see the moonlight kind of shimmering silver on the black water uh, and the dawn forge itself is a circular um bricked structure um, and as the sun starts to peak above the horizon you see the blue start to illuminate the the um the blackness um, and then those little rays of light as they kind of race over the um uh, over the earth the Dawn Forge collects them through a series of like polished bronze mirrors and lenses and focuses them right into the center. Um, and you guys would know that in the center of that is a, um, is a Dawn Shard. So uh, the Donforge Forge itself at night sort of sits there sleeping almost like veiled in a shroud of night, inky blackness. Um, the, the Dawn Forge, the city itself is like a, uh it's like carved into the mountains imposing silhouette right um and then as those sun rays the first rays of light hit those lenses and get amplified and reflected down into that central stone it's almost like the um Donforge forge itself comes to life like it almost starts to huff and breathe and puff before igniting um and then the, the stone itself starts to glow with that blood red luminescence before igniting the whole forge and that radiant orange glow. Um, so it's got here, I got it some stuff I wrote. So its glow is not a commanding force, but a gentle whisper of morning, morning's arrival, an awakening that carries the hushed promise of a new day. Yet beneath this gentleness, there's a latent power, a sense of intensity that lies in wait. An intricate arrangement of mirrors and lenses captures the burgeoning morning light, amplifying and focusing it directly onto the dawn shard itself. The forge seems to breathe as if, exha- as if exhaling with each har- harmonious adjustment of the lenses, gradually bathing in a fiery orange light. This light is fiercely intense, radiating an unspoken warning of the forge's ancient might. The transition from darkness to light is a sudden yet almost re- ritualistic awakening. The forge comes to life with a sense of majesty and purpose its heat intensifying as the orange light blankets its surroundings. The atmosphere is not only serene, but also tinged with a sense of reverence for the forge's ancient elemental power. The Dawn Forge, once veiled in obscurity, now stands as a sanctuary of morning's tender light and reverence for the raw ancient energy harnesses. It's a place where the shift from night to day is not just a visual spectacle, but a solemn and introspective transformation. It's a metaphor for the rise of Onos himself. So that's the scene that we set in um and you're all there witnessing this and i would say it probably takes you all by all maybe you've never seen it from that high perched down but that's the spectacle kind of a dawn forge you guys take a moment if you want to interact a little bit before Kalen comes in have yourself scenes to kind of start to flesh out your characters a little bit before you rush on
6: I, I could do a. I was thinking of a scene where maybe we got got in there kind of early like if you ever woke up you know, early, and you know you're gonna go to the gym or something. You're gonna do something productive before the sun's even up, and then and then get to see the sunrise, like on vacation or something. Mm-hmm. That feeling, I'm getting a lot of that right now. Right. I don't know if that's the same for you guys, but if someone's there with me, is anyone in the room? Locke. Locke, maybe. Okay, I'd like that. I think that's mm-hmm. cool. Um, Dagrin would be in the room. You know, he's already you know got a got his mile in before the sun even came up in full plate armor because he works out and trains a lot, Um, all for the devotion of, of serving Onos in whatever capacity he can uh, and his devoutness in that way. So he arrives in the room. He's, he's been getting some of his morning prayers in and uh, as the, that light and that warmth sends to tends, uh, starts to bathe the scene <clears throat> he would have stopped to take it in and kind of absently talked to anyone in the room and locks in the room and say, um, I never get tired of it. Look, the beauty of the, the beauty that the shard shines on the
0: horizon. Well, by the stars of Onos, no one should get used to it. A beauty only the father can provide. The rays of the dawn shard are quite magnificent. He's just staring on
1: you kind of peer out. If you're looking out the window, you see um, people with the same mindset as you. You'll see some people who are kind of like on the cliff praying. Um, and then you'll start to see people taking their place around it. The Dawn Forge is large, um, you know, 30 or 40 feet in diameter. So um, you'll start to see people make their way to it, take a lens and kind of start to focus it down in their particular area. And as the sun starts to rise and you can see stuff, you start to hear the uh, the sound of hammers on anvil. Bing, bing. And as time progresses, more people make their way there. Um, it starts to be um, a cacophony of people banging on their anvils. Ding, ding, ding. This is kind of a, like a communal forge. This is where people of the area are really, I mean any dwarf for sure and lots of people um devoted to onos would find um this would be like a great honor if they had a weapon forged in the dawn fire or to come here and and work on something so people with the same mindset as you are are there getting getting ready like as soon as the morning comes i mean just imagine being there devoted to the god of morning working in the dawn forge as sunrises you know so there's people with your same spiritual mindset like um, out there working and you're watching them work as you're about to go serve uh, as you as you're answering the call to go serve Onos, so.
0: I do fear. Do on that? Something is amiss. I've been following Onos since child in, since childhood, and I I've yet to get called like this. I feel like finally I might be having a purpose that he might be using me for. I I, I quite honestly I can't wait. I've been studying all my life. I know everything about him. Yet I've never heard his voice. Yet I've got called. I have a letter here. I'm excited. I'm hoping this might just give me
6: what I've been searching
0: for. Dagrin?
6: Dagrin inhales. Yes. The morning. The beginnings. It's a miracle.
0: I, too, have a call. Quite right. I, I wonder if anyone else is coming. I am very excited. Uh, I can tell you've already got your exercise in. I. That's a... That's not quite my thing, but I am. I am quite excited. I had my tea and I did my little fly around, and you can see him. Uh, he's hovering right now, actually.
6: <laughs> oh yeah,
0: and, you're uh, tiny, right? Yeah, I'm tiny. Yeah. And
6: uh, how, dang, bigger, I was gonna, how big are? How big are? I was going to give you a
0: slap on the back. I was about
2: to say something. <laughs> just like sitting in front of the glass. <laughs> <house. laughs> are, are we? Are we talking like Tinkerbell size here?
0: Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, I was thinking he was a foot tall, but like, what is a normal size for a fairy? maybe you're big for a fairy, you
3: know,
1: I just imagine that two scene from feet. Aladdin
0: two to three feet. Yeah.
1: Where he whacks Iago and he hits the wall. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs>
6: cause I was about to respond, you know, cause you talked about me working out and I was going to Dagrian looks at Be you, like, mm, give you a nice, yeah. sla- give you a nice pat on the back and he stops and he gives you a, he puts a finger on your back trying to, well, he's trying to, he's like, well, 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 Everybody serves in their own way. i am got to make sure that I'm ready to go. And surely he didn't just call the two of us. Where's Mogri? It's been a minute since I saw that old chap.
1: Grok Is that Cairo?
6: Anthony? Ch- Chiro. Chiro? Oh, he, w- he would say... I would think Chiro. he would say something like to Locke to the effect of... Locke, do you think any... How many do you think will answer the
0: call? Oh,
2: I hear well, the purring everything. of the cat.
0: Yeah, no, the purring is, that's that's <laughs> hilarious. That's a loud purring. Uh, he said, well, by the star of Onos, I, I do believe everyone will answer the call. At least I know I did, and I have high hopes. Well, well, I was supposed no would be an answer.
6: I guess I should have clarified how many people will actually show. <laughs> oh, five or six.
0: That's what I <laughs> estimate, anyways.
6: Five would be a good number. I like five because if it's if it's too even, then there's no one there to stand out. It's it's kind of square. You need that fifth person to hold you accountable. What is that? I hear someone walking up.
1: Grok or Chiro? Is it little, I'll go little footsteps or normal-sized footsteps? Do you, you want to
6: go, uh, Anthony?
3: Well, before you hear footsteps, you're going to hear my pixies playing.
6: Sounds like children playing. (laughs) Something's coming up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
3: yeah. uh, So, yeah, you hear um, a bunch of loud chittering, giggling. Sounds like little kids just running around and stuff. Um, And then a swarm of pixies rushes forward and behind uh, just kind of in a dark black cloak, um, is an Asamir, And he calls out, Hey, Alpha, get get your, get your brothers and sisters in order. what are you? I'm not trying to put on a bad show here. I don't know these people. And she, like, starts slapping them around and they all, like, file in behind me. Here are you guys. The name is Locke.
0: Fellow brother of Onos, I presume. And he he says that, like, kind of like judgingly like looking at you like I presume
3: <laughs> yes i answered the call well, i mean i'm i'm here aren't i i agree oh, what about you <laughs> dad green
6: yeah and then he gives like a as the sun as the almost as he's, he's taking advantage of the uh sun coming up behind him and it's a silhouette and he's given is your armor really golden like I'm uh, golden Of course it's golden. Oh, man. uh, I'm trying to give a little bit of a Uh giga-chad persona, so there's a little pompousness in there. I mean, he's devout. He's not an asshole on purpose. I'm getting
2: a little bit of, like, um, Disney's Hercules
6: character. Well, I think I've tried, like, eight different voices in in the last 27 minutes. I'm going to find one. It's going to stick. He's,
1: like, one of those preachers of the really rich churches that, like, buys the Lamborghinis and, like, like uh, designer clothes. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he reminds me. Of. Uh, he may. I. He, I
6: would. I would argue he may look that way. Oh, okay. But he is one hundred percent sold out. Gotcha. To the face. He's
1: fashionable. That's all right. Like.
6: Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's well, it's this is functional armor.
1: <laughs>
2: gotcha. The, the sun reflects off. Too.
6: Oh. On a side note, if you're a fairy and you're that small, you should get some bonus to DC, to your AC. The fact that it's hard to hit—I mean, I'm just saying—your strike zone's got to be like inches.
0: Yeah, I'm, two, I'm two foot tall. <laughs> that should increase your AC like a lot. <laughs> It'd be hard to hit. But I always fly about head level with everyone. <laughs> actually, I, actually, <laughs> sorry, no. I always fly about three huge, inches taller dying. than the ho- tallest person. I'm always about three inches higher head level than everyone else in the room
2: you had a convenient <laughs> oh. striking height so
6: so dagrian's constantly like really standing up straight because he's so mad that you're just a little taller
1: than him all the time <laughs> <laughs>
4: well,
1: all right grok. Like i'm ready for grok what? to come in i've learned in the past year playing with you guys that the most exciting time for me is when uh when mason speaks as a new character for the first time
6: okay do you hear that sound no. of Tiny no feet?
1: Toenails? No pressure,
6: <laughs> Mason. <laughs> Sounds like toenails that need to be clipped. Jagger, do you smell that?
0: <laughs> was that you?
6: <laughs> I thought it was you. I was trying to be polite. Okay, so Groc comes uh walking
5: in. And uh is there like a door? Hang that on, you on one second. In?
1: When you walk in the front door, like the 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 choir that's like <laughs>
6: <laughs> well the, the guy at the front door is like uh, excuse me sir the deacon
2: are you sure you're in the right place
1: <laughs> no <Nah>, nobody nobody <laughs> greets you but yeah those people were like the the yeah the, the music changes tone for a little bit until you start walking upstairs and di- disappear out of sight uh,
5: okay so he walks in the room and you're looking at a goblin like a pretty scary terrifying really wide-eared a uh, big smile um Pretty daunting-looking kind of creature. Like red eyes you wouldn't sharp, want to like...
1: sharp, drooly teeth, right? <laughs> right. <laughs>
5: uh, you know, like, he forms saliva strings in between his teeth every time he speaks. Um, you wouldn't want him to, like, leave him around. You know, you, you wouldn't want to be around him. Um, so he walks in. He's like, hey, I knew I'd find
4: it. This is the room, right? Huh? A son of Are home. you Mogri? Mogri?
0: <laughs> and he points at uh, Locke. Uh, uh, no, I am not, thank Onus. he, he may not, actually, you know, maybe, maybe you should wait outside. I'm, I'm sure he'll be coming soon. Uh, He'll meet you there.
4: Wait outside? This is the room. I found it. I did good. I found Uh, it.
0: You found, what, what, what room exactly are you, are you searching for? Why are you here now? Part of the
4: Silver Sun, right?
0: Yeah. And he pulls out a piece of
5: paper (laughs) and he says,
4: Praise on us, God of the morning sun or dawn,
5: and he folds it up, puts it in his
0: pocket.
4: <laughs>
0: well, by the rays of the dawn, I, I do say this: what a glorious morning! I, I never thought I'd see this in my life. What, what a great conversion! Uh, how, how are you? Are you? You must tell me uh, who, uh, who, who, who talked to you? Did, was was it John? It was John, wasn't it? Oh man, he is wonders with the way he speaks. Man, he can he can convert a tree to be a shrub. I tell you what, he is amazing. I have always looked forward to him. But yeah, anyways, uh, uh, it, it, wow, how long has it been
4: since you've been a brother? Uh, they caught me in the woods eating somebody's livestock like a week ago. They told me uh, they told me Onus to solve my problems. So I was like, all right, I'll try it out.
0: Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I do had a similar situation. I remembered like it was yesterday. I was, I was down right outside of Dawnforge caring for uh, a child that I found until I get back to his mother. And sure enough, this man walks up to me and said, you have the kind of disposition we we're looking for. Uh, do you know onus and, and ever since then, I tell you, I changed my life, man. I, I couldn't just, I understand you completely.
4: Jesus Christ. I don't like you.
0: Oh, oh, you've I'm heard of me from Canvas. From Kansas. Oh, that celebrity is very what big. God. I haven't seen any of his work. I'm looking for my. Just...
4: Right. Was that the cheat <laughs> sheet you pulled out of your pocket?
0: Yeah.
4: It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's a. It's
6: a... <laughs> May the dawn. <laughs> what do they call those things they hand out? They're religious things, like a, a track. pamphlet, like a pamphlet. It's, it's called a track. Yeah. A track. Yeah.
4: Yeah. A track. Oh god. Yeah, look yeah. I just got my I just got the red thing on my arm no. like three like, days ago. I was told that'd like, be a potluck <laughs> <laughs> it,
0: it it's called a pot blessing, actually. <laughs> All right,
4: I'm crying now already. <laughs> Anyways, Mogri's the king, right? He's gonna be here
0: soon. He is the one who beckoned us. He is the one who sent out the call. So uh, I do believe he should be arriving soon. Uh, Hopefully when everyone gets here, that is. I I expect a large turnout. (laughs) Yeah, what about you guys? And he pulls out his dagger. You guys.
6: I immediately immediately pull out my sword and say, Roast and Hellfiend, and go to attack you. (laughs) I'm serious. (laughs) Okay. Um, I think think this can play. I think this can play. (laughs) Will you allow a little bit of combat just just real quick? Sure. Yeah. So when I say roast in hell, roast is my trigger word, and my sword turns to flame, just one, and I go to strike you. Okay. Uh, That'd be uh, only an 11 to hit. I'm going to use a reaction.
5: And I'm going to use a repost when a creature misses you with the melee attack. Okay, yeah, yeah. You have to hit me, right? Right. That's if you missed me. Okay. What yeah, you, you can use
6: it. 11.
5: Okay, my armor class is 17. Fuck.
6: No, just just go with me for just a second. Okay. Fun. Yeah. So, I, I won't it. draw it out. I won't draw it out. I just think uh, it, this 17 is
3: 17 ACs, that's really good.
6: Oh, that's what the WTF was for.
3: Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> what it was for. All right,
6: good. well, repost me.
3: I don't know. I I don't care about the fighting. <laughs> okay,
6: so how does the uh sword come in? My sword? Yeah. Uh almost like as out of the sheath like 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 pointed at you. Like from sheath to like chest poke. So it's actually good that it missed. I kind of like that. Are we
5: standing at each Yeah, I guess we're standing, right? Yeah. I'm a yeah. short little dude. Sure. Uh Okay. I'm going to fall to the ground and stick in the foot with a knife. I'm going to duck it and fall and then stick in the foot. So what do you
6: do? you roll? Yeah. Uh, your superiority dice and that gets added to the attack roll. Okay. Right. So to hit. So you're a battle okay. you're a battle master? Is that what you are? Yeah. You're both battle masters. Oh, you both are. Okay. So yeah, okay. I'll roll the dagger. I rolled a and 10. And then add your superiority dice.
5: Oh yeah, and then I roll an 8.
6: So 12. Okay, so you miss. So I pull back <laughs> my foot. I pull back my foot as you as you <laughs> slam that down. And I uh go for more of a uh unarmed strike with my offhand. Uh so I go to like kind of Can I go? <laughs> oh sorry. my gosh. Oh well, I mean that's roll for initiative at that point. So
1: that's only a nine.
6: <laughs> I rolled two twos. What the heck?
1: I mean yeah, I think it makes so I, I make to, it, I think it makes sense, Zach. Um you do know each other and you're kind of friends, I, so I, yeah. if you want to join us, I,
0: yeah. I cast uh Thaumaturgy. And his voice is going to go three times louder as normal. And he's going to say, there's no fighting in this house of the Lord Onus. And it's like booming echo. I mean, we're it's three times louder than he can yell normally. <laughs> and we're in an echo chamber. So y'all instantly are just like bombarded with, you know, echoes off the wall of what I'm saying.
2: You're like thunder crack in the background. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Um, you see
6: Dagrian sword go back in its sheath and extinguish the flame. And he looks at Grok and he's like, Grok, you see, you have my respect. One who can dodge the flaming sword of Onos deserves to be here. Welcome, brother. And he sticks his hand out to shake your hand.
4: And I'll shake it. It's like, well, that's one hell of a way to, uh, what would he say? That's one hell of a way to show respect. I kind of like it.
6: And I shake your hand. You and I. (laughs) You and I will, you and I will, pave the way of great friendship. We will build a house upon this friendship, and that house shall be called Onos' house.
0: Locke's going to kind of join the,
6: this, join our group. Just right, right, sit here for
4: now.
0: Locke Lock feels a little disheartened because uh, he was actually. Wanting to take Grok under his wing because he's never had a disciple or someone to help, you know, disciple to and everything. And uh, he was about <laughs> to do that. And then you just struck this up with so ease. And he just feels like, man, maybe next time. Anyways, passes, you were <laughs> nice and I didn't
6: like you. And then I got attacked <laughs> and then I liked him. <laughs> as he passed this lock, uh, Dagrion will say, uh, You can have the uh, fairy. You can. What do you have? Fairies that fly around you or pixies? Oh, pixies. Pixies. Pixies, yeah. yeah, you get the pixie guy, and he pixie walks guy. back to the, <laughs> the room.
0: Don't, I don't like
6: pixies.
4: <laughs> pixie guy.
6: What would Onos <laughs> think? What would Onos think of your discrimination? Look,
0: well, since he eradicated half of them uh, millennia ago. I... <laughs> I assumed he'd be on my side, but you know this is this has been a very weird, uh, weird uh, grouping we've got together. But I, I do have high hooks uh, He wasn't struck down. As Where it is too- Mogri?
1: So- yeah, Mogri, you enter. You enter at your own thing,
6: man. Just- he'd be late to his own summons. He's only yeah. got one
0: minute left. When you enter, All
1: right, Mogri walks this, in, and we're in there. When Mogri <laughs> walks in, He's setting the tone for the rest of us. So how how this goes, right? So I don't know what he's gonna say exactly. <laughs> so whatever he says about the the red pauldron and what we're doing, that's uh that's the tone I'm gonna to facilitate for him. So uh Dagren's just gonna be polishing some armor.
2: Uh so I'm going to come in from uh kind of a side room, uh enter in, look, and you can almost see it on my face. I'm severely disappointed in <laughs>
4: Uh,
2: I'm silly disappointed in you guys. No, I'm just joking. Bagrian uh, <laughs> like pushes Grok to stand up a little straighter.
4: Uh, Grok
5: jumps up, goes like this.
2: <laughs> Salute. I'm disappointed. Bagrian looks proud. I'm disappointed in the numbers that have shown up. Uh, you can almost see it on his face. He w- had hoped for more. He had hoped for more response to his his summons. And he's he's quite distraught that the followers of Onos have chosen to let him down in this adventure. Um, but he soldiers on. Greetings, followers of Onos. I'm glad that you could join me here for this utmost serious matter. Before we get going, though, I think it would be best if we all took a minute to get to know one another. Some of you may not know others that are here. Um, so I'll start off with... My friend Dagrian. Dagrian, I knew that you would be here. You were always strong and a devout follower. puts one follower. hand on
6: his chest and goes to a knee. Yes, Mowgli.
2: Please introduce yourself.
6: My sword is yours, and Onosis. Use me as you will. Point me at foes.
1: If you would tell us a little bit, this is your chance. Tell us about your like what you look like, so we can get that image. Okay. And then yeah, even yeah. even like, like, like tell it. tell us your quick synopsis of your story.
6: Right, okay, so Dagrin takes a knee past his shoulder, says, and kind of like, you know, not bows to you in, in like holy reverence, but bows to you in uh, respect as a leader. Um, you're a dwarf, right? Yes. So he struggles so like to get, he, like, you know, he struggles in his armor <laughs> to bend far enough to kind of get his head lower than yours, but he, he manages a, an inch or so. Dragonborn. Oh, uh, with scale! His body's full of scales and everything. He's got like some horns that come off his back. Um, he dragon face, you know. Um, clawed hands. He's got uh, a sword on each of his hips. He's covered also in golden uh, uh plate armor that is you know lobstered at the joints, and um, he's fully, I mean, knighted out to the to the nines you know as it were and um every time he moves you hear you know the ching and the clinging of uh of armor and um he is a fighter he's proficient trains every day three times a day hours at a time he is uh, devout to onos um he has some blue hints his eyes are blue for one uh so he has uh blue accents under that, that bleed through from his under under garment of you know, like shirt that he wears under his armor and everything like that. But um uh, Dagrian Ur, he that's who he is. He's a bit of a uh outcast from his family um for his chosen faith. But he serves diligently.
1: Tell us uh real quick, I got a question about your pauldron. Like you're wearing full armor so certain, it's like is it matching your other armor it's just that one's red or do you have a special pauldron and then i'd like to know because everybody paints a star on it like i'd you know like what? to know what your star looks like
6: Re- so his okay well let me recant the his blue his eyes are blue because i didn't like the red de- demonic eyes but let's say that his undergarment would be more of a red that's shining through between the cracks of the golden armor um and his pauldron he would have uh on e- either shoulder armor. Both sides, uh, red. The red pauldron would be on there. And tell me about, or as you say, it's silver star, right? It's more of a silver. Yeah, they, they paint a,
1: they paint like a silver star on it. Um, and like I imagine, yeah, like yeah. You, so the, the his- star is personal but it's also based on the culture that you might be from like what that might look like no
6: his is silver and it would be perfect i mean it would be like painstakingly like there's like armor in his room of like he tried to scratch the star in there in different ways and it just wasn't perfect so he threw them away and and just has like a whole mound of of uh golden plated armor that is useless to him because it doesn't have it's not perfect so
1: so like maybe uh maybe he took it somewhere like a jeweler and it's like inlaid with real silver like perfectly crafted or something or something
6: like that no i'd say he did it until he got it right Cool. yeah he did it till he did it himself um yeah i mean i don't mind it I, i think it's cool that it's inlaid in silver but like the the inlay uh carving that you know he he had many many tries until he got it perfect to his standard um yeah, and then he then he laid it in silver. I like that. That's cool.
1: Did you say anything about being a descendant of that Ur the Ur yeah, yeah, the Ur Yeah,
6: yeah. He kind of disowned out of that family okay. um from his chosen faith. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Um it's it's not uh he didn't have any support from the family anymore. Gotcha. Okay. Brother, it's good to have you here. I knew I could count on you. Can We embrace? can we give a little hug? He stands uh, up. Or is it a handshake? What is what's appropriate here?
2: So, um, grasping, like, forearms?
6: Absolutely. I'm here yeah. for it, yes. <laughs> and then, and a hard stare. Yeah. And then that's it. No words.
2: Next we have, I assume, your charo. We've not met before. Brother, it's good to have you here. Please, tell us about yourself.
3: Yeah, yeah. I'm Chiaro. Um, this is Alpha, and he's listing off the Pixies Beta. And he gets down to X, you know, going down the list. This is X, and it's a little pixie on his shoulder. It's, you know, the, like that super creepy death look, you know, just weird creepy looks, you know, kids can give or just a weird creepy creature. Yeah, he's just standing there, just just staring at y'all. Yeah, this is X. Um, He, he doesn't do much, but just stand there and just stare. So just don't mind him. Um, if he messes with you at night, um, just shoot him away and he'll, he'll come fluttering back to me. Uh, he, I did have a run in there with him once, um, he had a knife drawn and I had to lock him to, into a cage. Um, but we're not, that that, just, right, right that hasn't happened to, um, but yeah, this is yams and zucchini, but, um, <laughs> I'm a descendant of Malar, um, master of the hunt. My my dad's a piece of shit. Ugh. My mom though, she was great until I got kidnapped by a hag, and now I'm in this world, and I don't know. I don't. I don't trust any of the fae. That, I'm looking at you, fairy boy. But yeah, um, I got my. You're surrounded two by cross. Pixies. <laughs> I don't trust any of the. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting okay.
6: there.
3: Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, but one day. I I was on the hunt, and, you know, I ran into these pixies, and next thing I know, a blinding flash, and I just felt a calling, I don't know, a presence to Onos, and I just, I guess I'm changing my ways, going to the light, I don't know. But, yeah, these guys, uh, they've helped me quite a bit in uh, my hunts, um, Dang, X here. Uh, oh man, you should have seen what he did to that last fairy. Oh boy. But uh, anyways, um, yeah. If y'all um need some help from these guys, they can heal you. Um, just give the call.
1: What was your class? Ranger. And you like what? What's your subclass?
3: Uh, Swarms keeper.
1: Uh, yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Okay. Uh,
3: hadn't uh, heard of that one.
1: Um. The other, you're Asimar? Are you?
3: Yeah, so I'm, uh, basically I look like uh, just a handsome teen with like dark uh, curly hair. Um, my wings aren't out or anything. I have to activate those, but I'm just in like dark armor that's just bright and shiny and, but still really dark.
1: So do you have to play where you're uh, descended from a god or anything like that with them? A specific one? Did you have to pick something? Yeah. Okay. And what did you, what yeah. did you pick?
3: Uh, Malar, Malar. the master of the hunt. Okay. So,
1: in case you try to bring up something like that, I want to have read something. Okay. Gotcha. Um, And then, what does your red pauldron and star look like?
3: How would you want it described? I don't know. I didn't hear that last description.
1: Uh, So, everybody wears some some sort of armor or, you know, some kind of symbol of a red item on their left shoulder and then they paint to be the silver sun you paint a silver star of some kind so I'm just curious I'm trying to like reinforce that with everybody that that exists because it'll come up in like the rest of uh, the story so this is one of those things I'm
3: Okay. paying attention um, to
1: now give you just a little bit of detail to throw in your character
3: I'll have that like a childhood blanket it's a red blanket and then it's the stars painted on it like a bandana almost wrapped around his shoulder that's cool.
2: Cool. I like that. Thank you for sharing, Charo. I'm gonna need a little bit more enthusiasm out of you, son. Move on.
3: Yeah, whatever. As long as I get my reward in the end.
2: Brother Locke, it is always a pleasure to see you. Please as introduce yourself. You. As is
0: you, Mowgri. Yes, uh I uh I grew up here. Uh, just outside of Dawn Forge, apparently someone uh, my parents, I don't know, maybe they had a really rough time or was on the verge of dying or being chased by someone dangerous, but surely it was out of the goodness of the heart. They abandoned me on the footstep of a house, and surely the people there were having hard times. It was a horrible time many years ago. I'm sure everyone was suffering a little bit, and they kicked me off that stoop and didn't accept me, so I just was on the street somewhere, rejected by everyone, but I always had this sense that Someone was there to help me and was looking after me. And sure enough, over the many years, I, as I grew up and became a young adult and everything, I, I was going through the town trying to help people because I always seemed to have this ability to improve people's lives just a little bit. And I just had a great time until these, uh, uh, these uh, people at the local church of Onus came to me and said that maybe I was chosen to do something great and that Onus had a plan for me. So I decided to come here and use my talents and... Wisdom and all the many things I've learned growing up over the past few years to, to better my life. And um, yeah, so now I'm here. I, I've learned a lot. I've improved much. I, I've come to the realization that I think Onus was the one that was protecting me the whole time. Yes, every time I closed my eyes and hear the voice in my head that guided me along, I'm almost certain it was him the whole time. Yes, 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 quite right. Yep. And he's standing there. Uh, he's fl- flying there, um, uh, but he, he landed on his feet when Mogri Mogri confronted him and that's when he was talking cuz he respects Mogri and um he stood there and he's got uh these really slick silk robes or uh just just black robes and um uh, with like a slight um maroonish cape with a slight reddish and that's over his head that's in like threads so it doesn't interfere with his wings. It kind of falls behind his shoulder blades and rests against his black back, essentially. And his wings stick out past that. And uh, where it comes together, it's pinned slightly offset with a medallion of uh, of a silver star in the middle.
1: And you're what kind of ranger? Or you changed to cleric?
0: Yes, I'm. A, I'm a fairy cleric. Okay. What domain? Light. Light.
1: And I forget. Just like I've never, I've never personally played a cleric, <clears throat> but the light domain. Yeah, those different domains, those give you like specific type abilities, right?
0: Well, all so far, all I know that uh, he has is he just has he gets to be able to use light, like he, for free. like you do. Like he just has the ability to cast the spell light. You can. So I can pick an object sh- and make it illuminate.
2: Don't you get like it's it affects your you can channel channel divinity. divinity? You can channel the divinity. Yeah, get you you like, like radiant can,
1: damage and stuff. Like turn oh. undead. That's what light. So you can you can. Oh uh, yes, yes. Oh,
0: where is it at? Yeah, I can. uh, uh, An undead fails a saving throw against me if I were to do something that he had a saving throw to, and he failed it. He didn't just get damaged; they'll they'll just die. So we may
1: want to revisit that. Just now that we have some time, you'll have some time to kind of like look over it. Like if light doesn't work for you, like feel free to we can kind of pick which one you think works the best, and we just do whatever.
2: Oh, I apologize. I told y'all I was that Jan was light domain earlier. He's life domain, not light domain. domain. Yeah, sorry. We were talk We were discussing clerics mm. earlier, and that's we that rec came up. Yeah,
1: don't feel stuck to that. You know, when you have a little bit of t- more time after you get the feeling of what Onos is about here, you kind of like uh, read over those and you can change it if you want.
6: Oh, this is cool. So flavor right. it in a bit yeah. of an Onos yeah. way, if, if that's you want cool. to. Cause yeah, like that's
1: really cool. Like we're not going to fight zombies or anything, so it may not be useful for you to do that. Uh, mm. If that's what his the light domain is geared towards, right? <laughs> So feel feel free. I think a
6: lot of clerics get turned undead, but that'd right. be neat if you wanted to fl- if if you would work together to f- to flavor yeah. that in yeah. a
1: uh I don't know if there's like a, a more practical know, Fire way. domain or something you might want to feel more drawn to, but the name of it throws you off cuz it says, you know, you know, darkness or whatever. We can you can pick whatever abilities you want. We'll just call it something else, you know. Yeah.
2: Locke, my friend. Thank you. It's good to see you. Well, it seems we have but one left to introduce. I know Onus works in mysterious ways. Um, Grok.
4: Yeah. Please that's me.
2: introduce that's yourself. Hey,
4: yeah, seems Grok. Uh, I don't have a lot to say if I'm gonna be honest. <laughs> uh, I'm here <clears throat> because my goblin family they uh kind of got slaughtered like a week and a half ago.
5: And he's from uh. Like uh, his community of goblins are like a nasty group. He comes from just disgusting, um, like morbid, dangerous goblins, and that's the way that he's lived. And he, wor- he used to worship his lord, or leader king, and um, uh, which was a not a good environment for the goblins under the king. It was basically a you know a terrible abusive dictatorship and that's what he's used to and so he, he they they ended up getting killed off and he's in the woods for a bit and that's how he he was doing a bunch of shit he probably shouldn't have and that's how he run into the scouts and then invited
4: him over and uh yeah i'm looking for uh what's the danger that's what i'm looking for i'm going to be a main guy molgry you know, you need anything, just call on me. I'm gonna be your main guy. Oh, and he also has
5: um, uh, his main weapon is a crossbow, but the size of crossbow it has does not fit for him. It's way too big. Probably the length of his body, if not um, you know, a little bit longer. It would take his full stride to pull it all the way up to his uh to his chin, and it's probably some some kind of a orc crossbow that he got like a long time ago. And uh, as far as weapons go, he has you know like a black creepy main weapon, uh creepy goblin sword, kind of bent, dark. um Yeah, and that's about it.
1: So I imagine you kind of like this is I'm imagining. I'm putting. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I imagine like like you've never been around any of these large cities before. Like if you were out in the woods, you were you were like pillaging small villages, and You, right. you joined uh, you joined a church and. They just sent you to answer the call for them.
6: Yeah. It was like, it was like join or die. So your star is like a brand. Someone, some zealot burned yeah. it in deep. And you're like, whoa, whoa, okay, whoa, shit. Out. Yeah. Well, they asked me to join and I
5: accepted and I went through the yeah. whole rigmarole of joining. I'm just a, you know, a pretty new member. And, uh, you know, like the pauldron that I have, I, uh, <laughs> you would assume that he ripped it. He found it somewhere in the church and ripped it off a curtain and tied it on.
1: And so, that's like, <laughs> probably, no, it's <laughs> probably the only reason. It's from the
4: church where it's from
1: the <laughs> church where are at now. You yeah.
4: like... <laughs> saw us
0: all while we were talking and left and got one. <laughs> we didn't notice.
6: Right, yeah. oh shit, I need a star. <laughs> but the only reason you survived and the rest of your goblins got killed, because <laughs> you converted. <laughs> yeah. This guy's going places. He's got ambition.
1: <laughs> like I was saying, that's the only reason you've been able to like allowed to travel anywhere is because you you got like that red thing on in the star. And people are like they're skeptical, but you know you show them like the pamphlet right here. I see ya. <laughs> yeah, I pull out my notes. Yeah.
4: God of the Lord, son.
6: These guys are these guys are crazy. You show them a star. There you go. I my teeth is crazy your clothes is tattered show
4: him the star. alright uh.
2: well Grok I'm happy to have you I hope I can learn to rely on you
4: did you hear that oh. he's happy to have
2: me <laughs> Onos does work in mysterious ways and he wouldn't have sent you if you weren't meant to be here those of you who do not know me I am Mogri Ironbrow night brother of the morning dawn and lord Onos <sighs> We have a dangerous mission before us, but I'd like to tell you a bit about myself before we get into that. My time with the brothers has been long, but before I was in uh, a dwarven clans military, serving as a scout, in circumstances beyond my control, brought me here. But I have since dedicated my life to Onos, the one true god of the universe. Um... And that's about it. <laughs> I've said it exactly <laughs> like that. Dude, tell All right, who, so what, what do tell us what you do you us
4: for. Yeah. I apologize.
2: My public speaking is not the best. It I thought it great. was great, Mowgli.
4: I thought you did great. It was wonderful. Right? Right, guys? Ha <laughs> ha
1: and you like stick your dagger out (laughs) like it's great right (laughs)
4: literally also
1: imagine like every time somebody raises (laughs) their hand like moves their hand quickly grok's like (laughs) (laughs) what's some of these fast movements i don't like it (laughs) and i've got a
2: um a leather pauldron um it's kind of uh like a, it's like a matte red. It's like it, it kind of blends in with the leather. It's not like uh, gilded or uh, anything like that. Um, and Etched subtly is a five-pointed star. Um, kind of uh star of Davidish, I would think. So uh, hmm. Jewish and like, kind of like a Jewish star. Hmm.
1: And you're a, what kind of ranger are you?
2: Hunter. Okay. Do
1: you have a... I well, need a companion, I thought about doing that,
2: but I changed my mind and I didn't oh. go that route. So, what are you doing, Steph? Um, I have Hunter's Mark, so I, my stuff is kind of about being uh, kind of um, one shot, one kill, sniper ish mm-hmm. mentality. I've got Hunter's Mark and I've got Col- what is it, Colossus, something or other. It gives me a D8 for people that already have damage to them, and then Hunter's Mark gives me additional damage against single yeah. targets. Um, I took Cure Wounds, and I have um, Spike Growth, which is kind of a, a CC, AOE CC, but it does damage too. Cool.
1: All right. I guess take away the briefing now. Let everybody <laughs> know what we're in for.
2: Ogre,
6: I don't think anyone else is coming. What have you summoned us to do? As he's a... Uh... <sighs> You know, shining up his mm. nice. What do you call the shoulder armor? What is Pau-Haldrin? that called? Pauldron. Is that mm-hmm. pauldron? Okay, he's shining his silvery sun pauldrons. Mm-hmm. He's just constantly making sure he is like gleaming
0: and dust free. Uh, Dagrian, I, I do, I do hold out hope. I mean, I am sure someone else will show up. I mean, we haven't been here that long. Maybe let's chill for another, I don't know, hour or two. I mean, it is early morning. Some people aren't as early morning uh, people as we are. I mean, uh, I, I have hope. You know, <laughs> yeah. he leans over to the Locke and he's
6: like, Locke is as much as I'd like uh, your optimism. And He looks over at the new, the newer guys and then he looks at Charo and he's like, I think we're scraping the barrel.
4: <laughs>
6: Here, I see. Okay, well, you know, I mean, Grok, uh... Grok shows promise.
4: Yeah, I've, I agree. Look at these it. guys.
6: No one's talking to you. <laughs> Chara lacks discipline. I think possibly his faith seems strong, but I don't know that we have much
0: hope for more. Well, let's agree to disagree. Uh, Go ahead,
2: uh, Mogri. Go ahead and do it. We'll just fill in everyone else as they show up. Indeed. Um, I had hoped for more, but by Onos, he sends what is needed, and you all have come to me. So I trust in Onos. You gents will be more than enough to accomplish this task. As many of you may have heard, or not heard, the city of Essen is under siege. Damn weenie dog. Not the weenie dogs.
1: Oh, no. Hungry has, hungry uh, has to rest.
4: Where do all these weenie dogs come from? I didn't know these. You could bring weenie dogs in church. Grow up, grow each one. <laughs>
1: He just picks it up. He pulls There is a Can we potluck. Can we I it? knew it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Like you start a did. fire.
0: You're like, I prefer a hot dogs. I'll be right back. I'm gonna get a drink.
2: <laughs> okay.
4: Only ever been dog.
5: bitten by a weenie dog.
2: What have I, mean, I been? By
5: three different weenie dogs. What?
2: The... Wait, I, got what? Bit... When did you I actually miss? have a.
3: What
6: do you mean? I have a oh, scar on my. Nah, now I come back and weenie dogs are biting you guys. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That? wait, when did you? What was the last thing you heard? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what I heard last. You just heard weenie dogs? Oh, this is what I come back to. <laughs> well, let's just say
2: I'm easily distracted. That's the mission.
1: Uh, you got to defeat the horde of evil weenie dogs.
2: Essen is
0: being sieged by a horde of uh, weenie dogs.
2: Then <laughs> <laughs> so you go stop them. <laughs> I got these guys <laughs>
3: roasted.
2: Well, where did Anthony go? I like them hot dogs. Anthony, are you here? I'm.
0: I lost everyone's camera. Mm-hmm. I see you. You're good. Lock. I don't
2: see. I don't see Anthony. Yeah, Who's, I can see you. Whose dog is uh, treated yeah, I'm here? Yeah, that's that's outside. I got my window here. Let me close my window.
3: Mm-hmm. Anthony's back. Okay. I've been here.
2: Yeah that that was the that my was thing. the. What we were laughing at, that my weenie dog was like barking right outside my window, and it caused me to be. That's a weenie dog. (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) Bullshit. (laughs) That's not a weenie dog. No, she like, dude, she bows up. There's like huge dogs next door, and she like bows up against them. That's a big. That's what we hear is them barking. Yeah, but Mogri said was Estes
0: being besieged by those dang (laughs) weenie (laughs) dog.
2: (laughs) <laughs> that's what she that's what he said
1: <laughs> all right mogri
2: okay um as many of you may have heard the city of essen is under siege by the forces of vanendal also oh, i see <laughs> in the city the geocasting location is under threat it houses a Donshard, and for some of you new members who may not be aware the Donshard is a relic believed to be the remnants of the Star of Onos, cast down in a desperate final act to stop the encroaching forces of darkness. It is a stone most sacred to our Silver Sun Order, and we believe it will bring about the Second Dawn. So you may guess our mission is retrieval of the Dawnstone. We cannot let it fall into the hands of Thunderclaw. Our mission is to insert in the city of Essen and pinpoint the location of the Dawn shard and retrieve it for safekeeping by Onos in our Silver Sun Order. Our threats in this mission may include Thunderclaw forces, Ur forces, and perhaps even the citizens of Essen, who may not like us taking their stone that powers their geocasting location. And for those of us who were brought up in the wild, <coughs> Pickens... The geocasting location is a teleportation device that most major cities of the continent possess that allows us instantaneous transportation between the cities. So the citizens of Essen may not take too kindly of us taking their stone that powers their lo- their transportation locus, but we must retrieve this dawn shard and safe keep it because it will bring about the second dawn of Onos. So we will retrieve the Dawn Shard and then we will extract it from the city by any means necessary. We will have to kind of play it by ear, but once we are in the city, there will be no guaranteed help. So we will have to extract the Dawn Shard by whatever means we find available. Whether it be hiring a smuggler to um, break the blockade of Thunderclaw or sneaking through the Vanendal or the Thunderclaw battle lines, we will find a way to safeguard this Dawnshard. Or perhaps we could even seek the local Temple of Onos for protection. But that will not be guaranteed, as we have no idea what the state of the inside of the city is. So we will need to assess that as we get inside. Any questions? Perhaps maybe we could find another power source. Is there one we could obtain that might... Persuade them to switch him out. It doesn't work that way, my lord Locke. My my dear Locke.
0: Ah, yes, indeed. The Dawn Shard I'm is the
2: singular power source for the Geo Casting site.
0: Well, if it's for the greater of onus, I, I see no problem in us doing this. It is, it is what we're destined to do. It sounds like it is the thing we must do. Yes, yes, quite right. And he starts to flutter around and back up a little bit in.
2: Thinking, I believe Onos is with us in this mission, gentlemen. Grok raises his hand. My dear Grok, what have you to say?
4: Yeah, I got a question. So, uh, let's say we get the shard, right? We get in there, and maybe we're gonna have to like cut some people's arms off or something, right? Then we could like get a pole, a big pole, and we could like make a flag, like for Onos, right? <laughs>
5: And he looks around the room to see if anyone else is laughing.
2: I would like to point out rules of engagement for you gentlemen. I'm staring right at Grok. There will be no unnecessary harm to the citizens of Essen.
4: Yeah, yeah, right, yeah, of course. We can't do this,
2: because I I Unless there was no other possibility.
4: Yeah,
2: now, now I'm getting it. Now
4: I understand. You just gave him that. His... <laughs> yeah. He gave That's me right. no choice. Oh. So as long as they attack looking me at first, at me. what am I supposed to do? And <laughs> I can uh, shut the arms off. <laughs> he was looking right at me. No Let
2: choice. me <laughs> le- <laughs> It was real flippin'. <laughs> Let me be clear. There will be no unnecessary harm to the citizens of Essen unless... <laughs> It directly interferes with our mission. As soon as I stand your ground state, I Got believe.
4: It. He stood in my way. I had to move him. I'm trying to let uh I'm trying to let Grace be my companion from
0: now on. Is Grace the name of your dagger or
5: <laughs> No, just like the Grace of mm. <laughs> <Yeah, not, not, laughs>
4: <laughs>
6: Onos. Oh, we get that. Does Grok get that? <laughs> yeah. No, he has no
5: so, fucking clue what it means.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so
5: uh, to further
2: expand upon our mission. Once we get into, let me back up a little bit. What's the name of the, <laughs> the city we're going to cut through? Uh,
1: I said Avia. Avia. It's like the homeland home, home of Avia. the Ericacra, kind of. That's the vibe that is.
2: Okay. Because our town of Donforge is um, politically aligned with Vanandal, we cannot geocast to Essen from our current location. We will have to use a subsidiary to go into the city. We will move through the city of Avian and come into the city with humanitarian aid. Once there, we will already be in the geocasting location, which is where the Dawn Shard is housed. Once there, we will begin extraction. This will be a delicate process that will have to be... um, God dang it, I just went blank. A delicate process that will have to be carefully um, attempted. In retrieval of the dawn star. Once we retrieve the dawn star, we will then exfil by my previous methods mentioned, being exfil by smuggler or some other means. We will have to kind of play it by ear, as we do not know what the situation inside the city is at this moment. So, so when when
0: uh, we when do we, uh, when, do we uh, when are we going to be leaving? Exactly. Now. Soon.
2: <laughs> now. Okay. We will be leaving as soon as this briefing is over. The mission will take place, and we will go forth and challenge our righteous destiny for Onos. Quite right. Quite right. Quite right. Okay. Uh, yes, uh,
0: I'm. I'm up for it. Let's do this. All right. Uh, everybody else, uh, Dagrin, uh, are, are,
2: are you? Uh, are you ready?
4: Uh, right. I'm ready. If anyone
2: would like to back out, now is the time. Jarrah? There will be no other time. Once we are in the city, it is under siege. And once we extract the Dawn Shard, there is no geocasting or teleporting out of that location. We will have to find our own means of exfiltration.
6: Dagrin would give Grok like a, a shoulder, like
3: an elbow. Like, to the death,
4: Grok. Yeah. For Onos. Yeah, for Onos.
3: Yeah, whatever. Well, let's, let's get this let's not, over with. Let's not,
0: well, let's not be so dramatic. And surely it's not going to be that bad, <laughs> right, right, right?
1: I'll summarize, right? I'll summarize briefly, and then uh, Mowgli, I'll let you take it. Um, the geocast stations are set up all over the world. Um, those of you who are wilderness guys, y'all may not know this, but uh, the rest of you familiar with them, you know, they're some ancient technology, and being longer term members of the Silver Sun, you know that there's some ancient technology nobody really knows who built them but at some point in time um the silver sun sort of took guardianship over over them not don't necessarily operate them or own them but they watch over them because they know that those dawn shards do exist inside of them that's what powers them and it allows that transportation between places and that's beneficial to the world it's beneficial to peace um Uh, They don't, they're not able to transport enough people at a time for it to really be like a major threat between cities, you know. Um, And so for right now, it's an instrument of peace, travel, commerce, uh, that kind of thing. So it's beneficial to the world. So the Silver Sun sort of oversees them. Um, Like he said, you're going into a city under siege at war. It's blockaded. Airships don't really exist at this time. Uh, once you extract that Don shard from the geocast station, it's out of order. So you can teleport in, but once you do that, you you don't have a way out. So you, nobody can guarantee that anyone's going to make it out of this. So, um, like Kalen was saying, um, people may not um, take take kindly to you deactivating the portal. Um, there's a, there's an army occupying the city. <laughs> there's an army outside of the city. So um your threats could come from any of those people or lawlessness or the um, chaos that may be in the city and anybody could be a threat um, at any point you don't know the exact situation you don't know how far the city um has fallen you just know that the siege is not looking well at this point for the defenders and so maybe they were holding out hope that they wouldn't have to go do this but it looks like the city is going to fall and it's not necessarily that you're worried about a particular side getting it it's not necessarily a struggle against this side or that side but it is a struggle against the portal being damaged and someone having access to that um, is a powerful device and it could go anywhere it could end up anywhere you can end up in any any number of wrong hands and the the silver sun needs it to be their hands (laughs) that it winds up in so that's basically the cause like you said you're going to deliver humanitarian aid and keep in mind that's the last aid that that city's going to get if you succeed. So you are doing a a good deed by delivering humanitarian aid. It's not a ruse that you're sneaking in. You are delivering aid, but you're also deactivating their means of getting aid. So, you know, this is kind of what I was talking to you about. You're doing good, but only from a certain point of view.
2: Yeah, we're cutting off the access to the outside world because once this is Downed. Once we take this offline, potentially, um, if I can figure out the the deactivation procedure, they won't be able to receive aid from anywhere, and they'll be completely cut off because Vandalf forces are completely surrounding the city, water and land. Question: Does Does Mogri have a null rod?
6: <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Here, this feels this feels a little bit like
2: coach. I don't have a null rod
1: Mogri's okay. been given information I'm just on get, how to I'm just kidding. deactivate the portal potentially, it's ancient and like I said, nobody really knows how it works kind of thing, but he has been given that information, so that's what he has here that you guys don't have um, specifically so so if he dies, you're all just screwed <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: write uh-huh. it down just kidding. so yeah. don't stab me, Grockins. <laughs> Or Grok, what what was it? Groc, right? picking yeah.
0: <laughs> combined names. <laughs>
1: uh,
2: Groc's like, I could yeah, be the leader. I'm gonna of this turn it mission. back to you,
1: Mogry. You do whatever <laughs> you want to do if you guys are ready to go, and let's go.
2: Mm. Brothers, any questions, concerns, things you want to cuss or discuss? That's a reference to Coach Wafford from sophomore year. <laughs> I well, yeah. I'm uh,
0: as they say, fully rested, so I'm ready to go. I got everything I uh Handu. At the ready? Sorry, Grok, go ahead. That's all I was gonna say. Okay okay. Charo, anything you want to add?
3: No. I wanna go. Near Brother the scare, Dagria.
6: Charo. Now was the time, Mowgri. Let us go.
2: There is no time like the present. Then by all means, let us proceed to our geocasting location. We will go to the city of Avia and we will infiltrate Essen. Using their geocasting site, uh,
1: you're going to geocast go. from Don Forge to Essen, collect the supplies, and and geocast straight into Essen. That's the plan, so you don't have to travel from Don Forge to to Avia. <laughs> and the I
2: don't know if, if we've mentioned this, um, but the reason why we are going from Don Forge to Avia than to Essen is because Dawnforge is allied with Venendal, which is where the the Thunderclaws hail, so it wouldn't look right for us to be geocasting from an enemy nation of Essen into their city, basically. Does that make sense?
1: And it probably Mm -hmm. would not be possible. They probably would not allow it, like, if they knew somebody Mm -hmm. coming from, you know, they could either block it or you might be killed on site, something like that. So um, the church has arranged for Mm. uh, supplies to be brought in. So the, the inhabitants and the regulating militia that's there is expecting a shipment of aid. It's been arranged through the church. So uh, at a specific time, they'll be expecting that delivery from Mm. um, avia. So it's, you know, been arranged in advance. So you, you guys actually are delivering the aid. Like that is, it's not a ruse or a um, diversion. You literally are doing charitable work and delivering this stuff. It just so happens that when you're done, you have a, uh, you know, you have another mission.
2: (laughs) And to reiterate the item we seek, the order, some of the newer members may not be on board or comprehend this, but, Locke and probably Dagrian would know that, or believe that this dawn shard is—it's—it's it's very holy. It's kind of like the second coming of Christ almost. This item could usher that in, basically.
1: That's what you guys believe that—that's why you're the stewards of these, right? It's the shard of the star that Onos himself commanded, so it's like your direct connection to that god so you protect these at all costs and at some point you know like the most zealous among you believe that if if you possess enough of these stones you know that's you can not necessarily reassemble the star but you have enough of that power to help you know give that power back to onos or whatever the belief system is there but that's your direct connection you know we need to possess these for us if you're that way a second way of looking at it is they are super powerful and can be used for evil purposes too so we want them to to not fall into
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know villainous hands that's another way to look at it so whatever your motivations are that's the that's the task before you so if we're ready to go then you guys make your way to the geocast station in Donforge forge right okay all right it's a yep. um it's a circular platform probably four four feet off the ground a stone platform um you've The older guys have traveled on them before for you newer guys. It'd be a completely, you know, uh, kind of a surreal experience. Um, you have tickets, you show them your ticket, um, at the station and they let you through the gate and you walk up and it's, uh, um, I said, a stone platform. It's probably 30 feet in diameter and there's stairs that kind of circumvent the outside of it and lead you up to it. And there's an operator that checks your ticket. As you come on, you're all going to the same location and it's got your ticket says a location, but it also underneath that has a set of five runes on it. You don't know what they mean, um, but what um, you know, you kind of know that how this operates. The operator comes up and in the center of that circular platform, there is a control panel that's all a control station. That's also a circular pillar that's probably maybe two foot wide. And on it, there's a dial and a lever. And there's a star shaped indention and the operator comes up and he dials the five dials in to match the runes that are on your ticket. And then you're asked to verify that. And since you're all going to the same location, you're all verifying that your ticket matched the location that's dialed in on that panel. And then once everybody agrees, um, the operator walks down the stairs. Uh, He gives you a little speech. Hey, Um, you know, make sure that this match, does this match, does this location match your location not shown on your ticket? He asks each one of you and you all agree. And he says, um, who's, uh, who's going to lead, who's going to lead this here? Who's going to lead this transportation? All right. So he he brings you, you stand here. All right. I'm going to dial these locations in and then we're going to charge the station and I'm going to leave. And when you're ready to go and we give you the sign from inside, you pull this lever, do not pull this lever before we give you the sign that you're ready to go. Do you understand? All right. So understand. Does it up. Um, and and (laughs) immediately pull lever. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) Just a little, a little bit of change. He pulls the lever and he says, push the, push the star shape. It's a button at this point, right? Sort of a button. It's a five point starred stone button. Push that. Right. So he dials in the thing. He pulls the lever. The station starts to charge. He walks down and then, They give you the sign as you start to hear the portal kind of like charge up. And then you have these, um, there are, there's a star shaped um, carving in the floor of the uh, platform. And it's got on the points of the star, there are four, I'm sorry, there's on each point of the star, there is a circle with a rune um, carved into it. And as you pull the lever and it starts to charge those sort of uh, circular platform. There's some rings and they kind of start to spin. Right. And it kind of speeds up and there's humming that is getting ready to go. Um, And then they give you the sign. Sorry. I got, I got a bad finger. Sorry, I got a bad finger.
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, In this world, your bad uh, finger
6: is the sign. This is thumbs up in this world. This is it. Push the. Let's button. go, boys
0: yeah,
6: Oh, if you can't see, it's a thumbs up with a middle finger mm-hmm. out. That's that's thumbs up in this world. So you push the button. I'm sorry, okay.
1: Joby. I push, push the, the button. button. All right. And so, as you push the button, the rings go up, and they're kind of like um, they're kind of um, changing color. They're like red, green, white, blue, and they're really, really fast. You know, and you get this. um light that comes up over you like in a cylinder and it washes all the way up and the floor turns to like this liquidy looking multicolored um plasma i guess we would call it right and then you feel um in your body you feel well for one you you kind of feel weightless right and then you sort of feel your like your senses go away and then you can kind of start to it's like it's like you your spirit leaves your body And then you start to like um, watch your body and um, you see where your body is sort of becoming disintegrated. And I don't mean disintegrated, but I do mean disintegrated. I mean like the opposite of integrated, where all of your pieces are complete and make a whole, right? You're integrated. You sort of disintegrate where each of your pieces and your molecules start to unlatch from each other or unbond from each other. And sort of digitize into what I would describe as maybe looking like sand. And then each grain of sand sort of starts to fall away from your body um, into the portal. And your body just sort of disappears one grain of sand at a time into the portal. And your mind watches this happen. And then your mind is sort of like sucked into um, after, after your body. Like your mind watches your body go. And it sees all the other bodies around you, all your teammates the same thing happens to them um and then you wind up like um like you can't see anything for a second and then you wind up in a room um that is like red glass almost um and then there's like a long long hallway and you just see all of your particles of your body and everyone else's moving down that hallway at like supersonic speed and so is your mind right you just see it passing by really 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 fast as quick as that started it's sort of over and you um like your mind kind of comes back through and you're in another portal and it's there. And then you sort of see the, the inverse happen. All these particles start to like fall up out of the portal and sort of reassemble. And then your mind reintegrates with your body and you're standing there. Woozy is all get out, but in one piece. And then if you kind of come to finally, you see like uh, an Aarakocra wave at you from, you know, a hundred feet away or 50 feet away at the other side of the station. And we'll call it there for tonight. Next week, we should be able to hit, hit the ground, hit the ground running. Like probably <laughs> literally.
6: Have you ever kind of convinced a child to get a flu shot? That's never had one, but you let him watch other people get it first. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like this is what it's going to be like convincing Grok to get in this fucking machine.
5: Well, we're already in hey, it, just
6: right? See, well, it's your turn, uh, It just hurts for
1: oh, a second. Oh, you all go. You you're great. all able to go at the same time.
6: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah.
2: Yeah. No, oh, like, we're, we all, we're, we're, okay. we're all there. Yeah, it's not like one at a time. <laughs> yeah. Just, hey, Zach, so. Zach just was imagine on the same it. page as me. <laughs> imagine like, what, the the f- it? what the hell? <laughs> in, I would uh, just like in layman's or simple terms. <laughs> It's like the teleporter pad in the Next Generation. Yeah, Star but Trek. bro,
6: bro described it so slow. He, he Grok's like, what the <laughs> fuck is happening here? Oh, I love, I love the description. That's not the point. What I'm saying is just like that's that's amazing. I love that you're not going to let us role play that because yeah, we could spend the whole episode convincing yeah, Grok to get on that
5: we'd be damn there pad for a second.
4: <laughs> Your turn, <Yeah>. boy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I know we got to go, but I don't like it. (laughs) (laughs) That was fun. Yeah. Yeah. All
6: right. Hold on. Y'all hang on. Y'all hang on for a second. Let me stop that and.